Welcome to the Neurodivergency Podcast. This is our very first episode. I'm Lisa. I have Aiden here with me. I'm Aiden Sos, the son. And how old are you? 19. 19. So we're very thrilled to be here. Welcome, everybody. This is our first podcast, episode one. We want to talk about learning disabilities, neurodiversity, what it means to us, where we're headed. We really want to talk about and document Aiden's journey. Where are you going in, in about three weeks? UCLA. Yep, he's been accepted to UCLA. We're thrilled and excited. <laughs> we're going to move forward with that. So first of all, we decided to name our podcast Neurodivergency because we like the name. We like neurodiverse and neurodivergent and what that means. So neurodiverse or neurodiversity is a term when someone's brain processes, learns, or behaves differently from what is considered typical, right? Neurodivergent is a non-medical term that describes people whose brain develops or works differently for some reason. This means the person has different strengths and struggles from people's whose brains develop or work more typically. So, neurodivergent, a neurodivergent brain um, is not considered typical. It is a learning disability, autism, dyslexia, dyspraxia, depression, can be on the spectrum, can be lots of different things. So we feel like in this household, we are neurodivergent, We are learning to process and learn with the brains we have. Um, So yeah, that's that's what we're doing. We're gonna, I think, talk about Aiden um, as a kid and how he got to where he is today. And then going forward, our podcast will be um, documenting Aiden, him, what he's experienced, what he's enjoyed, Uh, where his path has taken him historically throughout his 19 years of life and where he's headed. And hopefully this podcast will be a resource for parents and educators, um, students like Aiden, where they can listen and learn and talk. Um, We'll set up an email address. We'll get that in the show notes for you guys. Um, And we'll also... Uh, have guests. We, we hope to have guests in future podcast episodes, um, right? Sharing where you were, where you're headed. Yeah, and where's your background about your interesting stories and telling about what you have been through, what's going on in your mind and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, all of that. So you guys let us know if you have questions, comments, um, Again, we'll have more information in the show notes. So let's get started, Aiden. So you are Aiden. You are 19. You have a learning disability. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about the learning disability or the intellectual disability? Kind of okay. Yeah. You feel okay with it? Mm-hmm. You feel like you're aware of it? Yeah, I am sometimes, yeah. Yeah. You feel like you know what challenges it poses for you or no? Yeah, from time to time, yeah. 
from time to time? Like in what, in what circumstance do you feel like, in what situation do you feel like you can tell that you have a intellectual disability? Do you ever feel like, do you ever feel different? No, not really. I just feel basic. Uh, person. Yeah. You feel like there's nothing you can't do. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. I think that's um, how we've raised him, which is good. I think as he's grown, he's become a little bit more um, aware of who he is and his surroundings and the differences. But if you talk to him or see him on a day-to-day basis, you realize that he really does believe and feel like there's nothing he can't do, which is awesome. So let's talk a little bit about your history. So Aiden, um, I had a very normal pregnancy with Aiden. Uh, I actually didn't find out I was pregnant with him until 13 weeks, which is past the first trimester. Um, We were trying to get pregnant so it's interesting that the folks that I was seeing for um, pregnancy issues, for fertility issues, didn't take a pregnancy test because they would have known. But anyway, um, you know, he came out perfectly happy and content. He wasn't breathing. His APGAR score was not a 10. It was a 9 because he, he was breathing kind of shallow and they put him in the NICU under oxygen for about three hours. So that's really, uh, it was a natural, normal vaginal birth. Um, He came out, we brought him home. He latched on fine. I nursed him until he was 13 months. Um, He was a little, I don't want to say lazy, but um, he, he, he he didn't struggle with latching on. He latched on fine. But at 13 months, I feel I felt like it was very natural and time to give up because he was just not interested. He was distracted. He was looking around the room. Um, so anyway, yeah, my little baby boy. Super exciting. So his milestones, I feel like through his early, early baby um, phase, he met his milestones in the right order but he uh, met them much later. So when comparing him to his sister, sitting up, um, saying words, walking, he met rolling over, crawling, he met all of those in a very typical order, but they were much later. So um, we knew he was just a very mild child, super easygoing, very happy, smiling, bouncing baby boy um, but so the first the first indication that something was definitely I don't want to say wrong but um, not neurotypical not developmentally typical was that he didn't walk and he didn't walk until he was almost 20 months do you remember that no <laughs> and the doctors thought I had dwarf ism yeah so we Um, His pediatrician at the time was very much uh, a laid-back parent and pediatrician, just like I am. I wasn't particularly worried about him. Because he was progressing and developing and showing progress, um, but delayed. So finally at about 19 months when he wasn't walking, 
we x-rayed him, we did a full body scan, and we found that he had, um, his femoral heads and his hips had not developed. So multiple epiphyseal dysplasia is how he was diagnosed um, eventually. So at first, the first weekend we got the abnormal femoral heads, those those that lack of development. Um, we talked with the doctor, it was a Friday, We talked with the pediatrician and she gave us a gamut of of reasons, intellectual disability, dwarfism, um, simple hip dysplasia, things like that. So we, we sat for the weekend and really kind of pondered, you know, does that matter to us? Does that matter that he could be a small person? Does it matter that he could be intellectually disabled? Does it matter that, um, you know, He's got challenges. So, you know, we really played. We really sat for the weekend enjoying ourselves as a family. We went to a water park, an indoor water park. We were living in Minnesota at the time. Uh, We went to an indoor water park and just really enjoyed the four of us coming together and as a family being together and enjoying Aiden and enjoying our daughter. Um, So then we came back home Um, and then spent the next several weeks going through different um, children's specialties just to understand kind of where he was. So the dwarfism um, kind of took a back burner and we realized that there was nothing we were gonna be able to do about that. We'd have to, that was kind of a wait and see approach. So he saw a um, orthopedic specialist. We also met with a geneticist. Gosh, lots of different specialists at Children's. They did blood work. Um, they did some hereditary testing. And again, this was, he was only two, not even two, so 17 years ago. Um, but yeah, so we, we started doing um, testing. We realized the developmental delays, the intellectual disability, um, and then we had him screen for early childhood intervention, which was awesome. Do you remember that, Aiden, when we were living in Minnesota and you had early childhood intervention when somebody would come to the house? No, not really, because I was very, very, you know, little at the time. Yeah. And I couldn't remember stuff, and it's hard to remember because... Well, you know how that age is. Yeah, you're so yeah. little. You're so little. So it was it was good. We had somebody come to the house. He had occupational therapy. He had speech therapy. He had physical therapy. Um, and we, you know, we were just, we were moving forward with all of the information that we had the best way we knew how. Um, and then eventually he was accepted to a school, to a preschool called Fraser, which was also very... Um, exciting. Do you remember going to that school, Fraser? It was phenomenal. It was a phenomenal school for early childhood intervention, for intellectual disabilities, for autism, um, anything, anything physical, anything intellectual. Uh, he was really in the right in the right spot. So he did that for a year and a half, and then we got word, we got the assignment that we were moving to China. So <laughs> that was. Um, a hustle in itself. So we, uh, you know, he maintained his school position, obviously. We listed our home and we started going down the process of becoming expatriates in Shanghai, China. 
So, uh, yeah, so we did that. Um, we uh, de-enrolled him from Fraser. Everybody said the schools in China were very good. We were um, accepted to Concordia, which was our first choice, which was a private uh, international school in Shanghai. We were thrilled that our daughter was accepted. We were thrilled that Aiden was accepted. So we made our way, we made our trek, our journey to China. And um, Aiden, being in preschool, had to be screened by the principal, by the head of school at the time. And so we went in, he, he was screened by her. He passed with flying colors. He was able to do all of the color matching, the shapes matching, he was able to draw a plus sign. Um, he was very age appropriate as far as um, being accepted into that school. So we started school, uh, we started preschool, he was four. Um, and then when the time came for, you know, he, he had some struggles. Uh, again, because the international schools in some of the foreign countries, they really cater to the middle of the road students. So very typical, um, very neurotypical children. So nobody gifted and nobody on the other side, which would mean um, needing extra support. So he had lots of love and acceptance and kindness there, um, but, but academically he was not meeting um, what they wanted to see. So we went down the path of meeting with head of school. Um, she said he was not ready for kindergarten, that we could keep him there for preschool for another year, which we did. Um, and then, you know, he went about his year, another year in preschool, met lots of amazing people, really good friends, great teachers. Um, but when the time came for kindergarten, he, he wasn't ready. So we were referred. I actually met Lori Bowl, who was the head of school, who was a head teacher at the um, ELG, the, um, I forget what it stands for, but it's a learning group. So they, they specialized in special education. Um, I met her on the playground. I met her and her, her son, Brayden, and, um, you know, super, super happy. Like it was, it was, it was kismet. Like we were supposed to meet. So I met her, um, Aiden's dad and I went to the school. We met with the school. We understood what it was about. Um, you know, and it was a good place for him. We realized that it was a very good place for him. So we enrolled him. Um, they didn't really have grades, but he was kind of on the kindergarten track at that point. Uh, we enrolled him and we got him into that school. Um, just a little bit about Aiden. So that school was about an hour drive away. So every day he would get in the car bright and early. He would wake up happy as can be bright and early, get in the van um, with the other students and head over to the school. We had a neighbor a couple of houses down that was also going, so I think that was good. But just a little bit about Aiden, he's just always been so flexible and easygoing. And he made that track every day to and from, to and from our house to that school, right? Oh yeah. It was a long commute, but he did, he did fabulous. So mm -hmm. um, we were at, that school for another two years before we made our repatriation back back to the states um, so you know school in Shanghai proved to be uh, good it was it was it was excellent for both of our kids we um, found the right spot for both of them 
Um, and, and it was good, right? Like, it, I really enjoyed our time. The education was good. Both, both of our children, our daughter and Aiden, um, both got a good education there. So it was good. We made our way back to the Midwest. So we're from Minnesota originally. We made our way back to the Midwest and we ended up in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, and he yeah. went to school called Sunset Ridge in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, I met with lots of different schools there. I met with an educator. Um, she was a project manager, kind of a, kind of a... Um, project manager? Yeah, project manager, yeah, kind yeah. of a consultant of, of school, of education, so she could kind of help us. I wouldn't say she was a a super resource but she was a resource in the end what it really took was Aiden and I visiting schools and meeting with the principals and the teachers to find a good fit so he ended up at Sunset Ridge which knowing now was just the very best educational experience he had it was the way they set it up there um, so he was in second grade by the time we got there um, but the schools in Madison were fabulous because they were kind of like little mini college campuses. So everybody was in the same classroom, um, whether you needed learning support or you needed um, to be pushed because you were more on the gifted side, everybody was in the same classroom um, and then they were pulled out. So if you were an advanced reader, you were pulled out to that classroom to go to advanced reading. If you needed learning support and you needed to be pulled out, you were pulled out for that. So. Um, all-inclusive, super inclusive, and and very, very little restriction. Um, so not knowing that, of course, coming back to the States and kind of understanding what the different schools can do for special education. Um, but knowing now what we know now, that was indeed the best scenario for him. So that was good. So um after that, we, we only stayed for a year and a half, and then we ended up moving to Northern California. And getting there, we realized that we had gone from the Cadillac version of special education, like super fabulous, to kind of the Hyundai version of special education. They, um, when we got to California, they wanted us to just put him in the regular classroom and see how he did, which we did. Uh, we moved to an area that we wanted to be in for our daughter. We moved to an area that we wanted to be in for Aiden as far as schools. Um, but for the first month to six weeks, he was just in a regular classroom with um, typical children getting a typical education. And the teacher found and we found that he needed um, far greater learning support and extra learning support. So from there, um, he moved on to Springer, which had special day classes. So in California, um, as opposed to Wisconsin, you're not in a classroom and then given support. You're in a classroom that is 100% support. So that's where he moved. He moved to a different school um, and was in a special day class. So this particular school had three different special day classes. Uh, different grades within those special day classes, and that's where he um, rounded out his special education. So in the meantime, behind the scenes, we're doing all of our follow-up with the specialty doctors, um, you know, hopefully getting an understanding of where he is, 
um, what he needs, what supports, what documentation we need. Um, and he, he rounded out his middle school education um, in Northern California in the special day class. And then we moved to Southern California. So moving to Southern California, that also was um, a learning because first we realized that um, in Southern California, the middle schoolers, if you're in special day class, you go to middle school for three years instead of two. So they started him out, even though he was eighth grade age and in eighth grade, they put him in a seventh grade classroom. Um, And so we had to, we had to understand that better and really fight for him to not be in seventh grade. We didn't want him to be any older than he was because he was already on the old side because of the delay in kindergarten, which was just fine. Um, But we didn't want to keep pushing his age back and keep, um, you know, making him an older child for the classroom. So we did push and made him um, an eighth grader instead of a seventh grader, which did turn out to be um, a really good decision, the best decision. So he uh, went to eighth grade in Southern California, and then he started high school in Southern California in a special day class. Um, Again, turned out to be exceptional for him. He made good friends. Um, He joined the basketball team in eighth grade, and then he joined track and field in high school and just flourished, uh, made friends, um, you know, advocated for himself, learned how to advocate for himself and did really well. So he graduated in 2022, right? Yes, I did. And it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. It was a milestone. Um, He was a senior speaker at awards night. Maybe we'll post that on the on the Instagram. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah. So he's been um, flourishing and doing really well. So all of last year, his senior year, we went about what he was going to do post college. We also knew we didn't he he was um, ready to be done with high school. So we didn't want him to be a quote super senior. Um, so we went down the path of looking at all of the, all of his post high school options. Um, and I think that will be our next session. Mm-hmm. Um, our next episode, we'll talk about um, how we decided what schools we were going to look at and why we chose those schools. Um, yeah, and I think, I think that will be good. So as you know, we applied to... Um, UCLA and he was accepted to UCLA so he's going there we're in the throes of shopping and getting ready for that for the apartment and orientation zoom calls Um, we're we're really in the middle of that um, getting him ready for for that campus college experience so next time episode two we'll talk about how we decided what schools we were going to look at And then maybe we'll even have one of the administrators at the schools that we did look at um, come and talk to us. I think that would be exciting. Yeah, thank you for listening to our Neurodivergency pod. And we'll see you on the next week. And see you on the next one. Yeah. See you later. Thanks, you guys. So we'll have show notes. Um, Again, uh, subscribe, rate, review. That would be awesome. Um, and we'll move forward with doing our podcast. We're super excited. We're glad you're here. Glad you took the time to listen. 
Um, but we'll be in touch. Signing off. Good work today, Aiden. Thank you. You too, Mama. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye.